Oh, so I heard you went to a convention recently. Um, tell us about it. Well, I went to a Comic-Con in New York City. Just oh, like it, you. oh it wasn't a hideous skirt convention that you went to? <laughs> it was not. Um, <laughs> although, oh, <laughs> because, like, because on that note, um, I met up with my friend Emily back at, here in New York, and she was telling me about hideous skirt conventions, and, you know, I thought you went to one. Yeah, well, at, at this oh. convention, there was no hideous skirts. All the skirts were either, either very fashionable or uh, non-existent. So. so they were, like, cerulean, I guess, right? I guess. <laughs> okay, because on that note, our beautiful movie of the week is none other than... The Devil Wears, Devil Wears Prada! Yeah, And uh, we'll have Daniela oh introduce God. us. Everybody, welcome to our latest episode of Popcorn Confessionals. My name is Daniela. I'm Errol. Michael. Yeah. Danielle, Michael, and what's Errol. What's your name? Back at it. Okay. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. And um, our movie this week was Devil Wears Prada, which is, I'm sure, as everyone can say, near and dear to our heart. Um, today's gonna be a little bit short of an episode. We're just gonna hit the big plot points, and it's gonna be awesome and you know, we're just going to, as Meryl Streep's character would do, we're just going to imp- only say the important thing because the rest of nobody gives a shit about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And let us know how you think about the new format. If you guys like the shorter, um, condensed version, or if you like us rambling on for five hours, you know, whatever you like, let us know. And, yeah, you definitely. know, we're people pleasers. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, without further ado, Michael, you want to get us started on uh, the What's What with the Devil Wears Prada? Yeah, um, so can we just say that the best character in this whole fucking movie is fucking Emily. Emily as Emily Blunt, or I mean, Emily Blunt as Emily. Um, she would, she is one of the, 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 the realest people in this movie because she refused to look sick in, in Valentino, and I refuse to look sick in Givenchy, so I feel like we're kindred spirits. <laughs> I've also tried her, her, um, her her diet where she is a, a stomach flu away from her goal weight and I had a stomach flu one one time and I was literally a stomach flu away from my goal weight and after the stomach flu <laughs> I was at my goal weight so I feel like she is just the best written character she has the best lines honestly she re- and, you know what um, she gives no fucks she only cares about numero uno and if she has to take everyone else down she will. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and her numero uno is just Paris, which is very understandable because that's where she gets to wear couture. That's how she says it, couture. Yeah, Michael, I feel like this movie is especially near and dear to your heart because of your fashion background. Yeah. Oh yes, and um, I did go to the Style dot com, previously known or now known as Vogue Runway. I went to their office and I like showed them my collection and stuff like that. So it was like it was like a it was like a you know like a, um what's that full circle moment, which is kind of mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. Because um, I watched this one that like first came out in like 2006. Don't quote me on this, people. Um, but yeah, um, you know, you never should eat an onion bagel in New York because you're just gonna smell up the whole office. And I learned not to exactly. do that because of this movie. <laughs> Uh-huh. Never eat that. I know for me, the Devil Wears Prada, literally there are so many moments where I'm like, this is actually the assistant life. Like, 
like this is like you need to run and get your coffees and why don't you call this person and they're like oh uh they're like oh emily's emily's returning and you're like yeah and then they're like emily's on and you know there's just so many things that's like now that i'm at least in this like I'm not an assistant, but I'm in this life where there are assistants everywhere. And this is literally the way they speak, the way they think about things. Obviously, this is a fashion world. So it's like New York, it's different than L.A. But nevertheless, it's so crazy. And I, when I was younger, I used to always want to work in fashion. And then I realized that I really wasn't as passionate about it as I thought I was. And so, like, this movie basically is a bunch of my dreams come true, except it's terrible but i love how terrible it is like meryl can i just comment about meryl streep for a moment sure of course you have to meryl streep is the most beautiful like relaxed terrifying person in this movie she never raises her voice she just has like this very soft spoken curt way of speaking that just it brings you chills and you're just like yes Meryl Streep yes like <laughs> she can she makes her cry by just what does she make her the first time she makes her cry it's just by how she's disappointed that she couldn't oh, get it was, like, it, was like, it was like my girls played Rachmaninoff and you know everyone I, don't quote me on that that was not that was probably not what they played but she was like my girls played Rachmaninoff everyone loved it except for me and then Something like that it was like the Miami thing, right? Where she was like, yeah, Miami. It was just you know, m- merely drizzling. <laughs> You're in the middle of a giant hurricane. Exactly. Yeah. Hur- hurricane Merrill yeah, or it's, whatever. <laughs> it's it's literally unreal. And okay, I know it's a little early, but I want to bring up some shit, some beef that I have with this movie. Mm-hmm. Let's get into first it. First of all, first of all. Um, where the fuck did Anne Hathaway get her hot ass boyfriend? That's not real. Also, oh my god, are you kidding? They're like everywhere in New York. What do you mean everybody in New York is that beautiful? No way. What are you talking about? A lot of people look like that. What? Yeah. He's not that okay, attractive. Well, <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, okay, besides the point, let's talk about how the fact that she, they, no matter how hard they try in Les Mis, in Princess Diaries, they try to make Anne Hathaway not beautiful. Anne Hathaway is fucking gorgeous. So not real, because Anne Hathaway <laughs> could be beautiful regardless or not she had makeup. So, you know. I mean, I'm pretty sure two-thirds of Anne Hathaway movies are, she starts with frizzy hair and then she gets her hair straightened and then everyone falls in love with her. I'm pretty sure yeah, that's it's it's beautiful again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, in this movie, she she was wearing the Chanel boots. So, you know, I think that, like, that helps a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love, my favorite line is when Nigel, is his name Nigel? We're making that up. Nigel, yes. Nigel's like, oh, honey, you are in dire need of Chanel. Like, bless. Honestly, bless. I love, I love Stanley Tucci. <laughs> He's great in this movie. He was like he was the most blatantly gay. Well, okay, can we? Okay, let, let's let's come back to this because this was an issue. Like, not not that I noticed, but like a lot of people noticed when they watched this movie. It was that the the fashion industry has has been so embracing to the gay community that they were actually very surprised that this movie did not have any specific 
like out gay character. Uh, Especially like wait, Nigel, he like out? he is very. Well, no, like he wasn't. There was nothing explicit about like his like love life or whatever, which is huh. totally fine. Like you don't have to write a gay character because of like who they sleep with or whatever. That's totally fine. But then apparently, like I don't know, some people got like really upset by this that like there was no kind of blatantly gay character um, who like was gay, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. he could have just been like really metrosexual or whatever, like Nigel. Yeah. And then didn't have another friend. So this, okay, this, like, irked me a little bit. I was like, they all live in New York. They're all, like, you know, like, young adults doing their thing. So you, you know how, like, one of their friends, what's his name? That, that, there's, like, that, so there's, like, the, the girl who was obsessed with the Marc Jacobs bag. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. the guy who knows, like, everything about fashion and who's a, who's a corporate research analyst. That's mm-hmm. not yeah. true. So we know that's his not name. Right? I the corporate analyst guy, he's like, I hate my life. He's also in Legally Blonde. No, he's not. Isn't he? Doesn't he play one of the, like, the weird, the, the, not the weird, but, like, one of the other fellow law people in, law people. <laughs> one of the fellow lawyers yeah, in. People. Maybe. Law people. All right, all right. Well, I, I think I might be able to make sure. I don't know. We, 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 need, to, we need to check. Okay, anyways, I was saying like that. He, like, he knows a lot of, like, knowledge about fashion or whatever. And then, mm. like, when the girlfriend was, like, how do you know all this? And then he was, like, I'm secretly a girl. I was, like, oh, my God, that's kind of sexist and kind of homophobic. Anyways, that was the only issue I had with the movie. Uh, otherwise, the movie was pleasantly flawless. I, I, had, a couple, I had a couple issues with, with the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what are your what? issues? Well, I, I, for me, you know, I'm not – as in it as Danielle is right now, but the assistant stuff, Anne Hathaway is the most underqualified person. Oh my God, Errol, I was literally to about to say that. Uh, is that she job. really? Yeah, she wrote she, for she her college. college newspaper and that's it. She had no connections to the magazine and she got probably yeah. the top, uh, or one of the top two oh, assistant true. jobs in all of fashion. Oh, okay, true. Everyone's like a hundred million girls would want this, and she's like, mm, I don't really care. Yeah. And it's like, no, bitch. Like, literally, you have a dream job. You are set for <laughs> anywhere after a year. Yeah, that. Oh my god, I literally did that. I that, I did not pick up on that. That was me being pleasantly um, enthralled in the world of beautiful fashion. So I just didn't really care. Like that didn't. Yeah, I didn't. That, that was that didn't bum for me at all. <laughs> yeah, no, the entire movie. My, I guess, biggest, the thing that I was picking up on the most was just how incompetent Anne Hathaway's character is, and she, like, why doesn't she just be a good assistant and like <laughs> just do her job? And I mean, she literally... did have her outfits, you know. She but she did have her outfits messenger to the Sedona shoot and um, checked his res- checked her reservation at Pastis that night. So that was that was good for her, wasn't it? <laughs> um, and the fact that she gets to go to, even though she doesn't end up going to Fashion Week, mm-hmm. but like the fact that she even gets offered going to Fashion Week is in- insane because mm-hmm. she, how long, how long has she been working at that job until she gets a few months, right? A few months, probably, yeah. That's 
so unrealistic. But like, beside all of these unrealistic things, this movie oh. is just un fucking real. What a stellar cast, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got Meryl um, Streep, Emily Blunt, Anne Hathaway, like three power hitters, all just kicking ass and just like, oh my god. Just being nasty women, giving no fucks. You know, none of them knew yeah. the man. Even when, even when the boyfriend was like, "I bought eight dollars worth of Yarlsberg," she was like, "Bitch, I could buy my own eighty dollars worth of Yarlsberg." <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, and and it shows like how cutthroat. I mean, even though like so, Meryl Streep's character was like based off of Anna Wintour, mm-hmm. and like but mm-hmm. those people, those bosses, they still exist. They're still those crazy. Like they're crazy. Like. They don't give a fuck. You need to get them somewhere. You better, even if, even if like hurricane or not, you better get them where they need to go. And you need to have like a freaking photographic memory to remember everything they need too. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 I just sorry, I just gagged a little. Why? Maybe it's from like the corn chowder or the poly blend that I was wearing. <laughs> no, because that sounds so intense. <laughs> that sounds so intense. Like, how does anyone do a job like that? God I mean, we we'll, uh, maybe hopefully one day let's, we'll find out. Who knows? Let's have let's have a moment of silence for all the assistants. Okay, done. Um. <laughs> assistants, we appreciate you. You're what keeps the fashion world and the Hollywood world running. Exactly. Without mm-hmm. them, no one would get anything done. No, no one would get anything. No one would be able to schedule their own meetings. You know, exactly. the world would just fucking fall apart. Wait, can we? Okay, so one of the okay. Okay, maybe this is another issue I had with the movie. Is that how the fuck would the person who drew, who was doing the cover art for the new Harry Potter book, give their copy of the manuscript to a friend of a friend, this assistant? You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know, that's actually, I, like, they get a copy of it, right? Right, yeah, but like, if, but it's like Harry, it's like, a, so, Let's just say it's like the Deathly Hollows, right? It's like the last book of Harry Potter. So it's like the biggest book in, in like history, right? Like I think it's pretty easy to get. It's like oh yeah, just have to take it. <laughs> I don't know. I think things once that like a friend has it, they make a photocopy of it and it leaks, and like you just pass it over. Like you know how there's like the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina coming out now. Well, the sides were posted and they were leaked, and it's just like. One person oh fucks it up, fucks it up for everyone. Although this is probably ten times more top secret than the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina side, but like, nevertheless, mm-hmm. like, you know. I mean, you know, she's she's not going to be drawing any more Harry Potter books after that because, well, it is the last one, and she'll probably get fired. But still, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, so I want to try to get away from issues because I feel bad because never, even though we're pointing out all these crazy ass issues, this movie is actually really fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the most quotable movies besides Mean Girls and Legally Blonde. Uh, Michael, give us some of your favorite yeah, quotes. This, oh my god, I have so many. Um, one of my favorite quotes is. Who is that sad little, little person? Are we doing a before and after shoot that we don't know about? From Nigel. I love that, that really quote fucking, too. That was really fucking sassy. Another one is, can you spell Gabbana? 
Um, I, I, oh, I can't oh really talk God. Gabbana. I don't really know how many B's there are in Gabbana. I don't even know if it's a G A B B A N A. No one knows how to spell Gabbana. I was like, after she said that, I was like, wait, do I know how to spell Gabbana? And it's like, <laughs> exactly. I, but like, I love how the. Write it out a few times. I, I love how the lady just like hangs up, and Anne Hathaway, the great actress <laughs> that she is, is just like, what? <laughs> and it's like, bitch, I, like, okay. I know who Gabbana is. <laughs> Um, and then, okay, the best thing is um, you eat carbs. And I I feel, like, really sad when she said that because I was like, I eat carbs, too, and that's not what I'm sad. <laughs> true, true. We all need carbs, Michael, every now and then. Mm-hmm. Or we could be, like, carbs are- and just, you know, just... Suck in the air. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm sucking in the air like SpongeBob did in that one episode like a million years ago. <laughs> that's hard. That, that's that's a really good luck. Yeah. Oh, bless. Such a quotable movie. Arguably, like the shade in that movie is the best shade ever. And no, it's not even shade because it's em- out front. Emily is just yeah. Emily is just so kind of shady and like. Mm-hmm. in your face about like that she doesn't give a fuck and then when she wore the Chanel boots she was fucking speechless dot com you know what killed me when Meryl Streep's character I don't know why I can't remember her freaking name for the life of me um, Miranda when he, Miranda when she literally it's beginning of the movie and Anne Hathaway is Andy is just chilling in there and she's like picking out the pieces for the for the next magazine right and she laughs because mm-hmm. the color, the cerulean color is the same. Mm-hmm. And and Miranda just goes off on her and is like, listen, these top designers designed this, which eventually trickled down to your little nobody store. And so you're wearing cerulean because of that. And so it's basically like Miranda was like, listen, bitch, you wear what you wear because we say that you wear it. And it's like, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that I was a really good scene. Like, it was a really well-written scene because, like, like I guess people who, like, watched the movie was like, oh, like, why the fuck would I care about fashion? Like, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter to me. And that scene, like, really was, like, actually, no, it does matter. Like, this movie actually does matter because, like, you know, what, what we do, blah, blah, blah. So. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, like, the new Calvin Klein collection ripped off my thesis, but, you know, I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> I think I was subtly putting that out there. You know, whatever. I have pictures to prove uh, it, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> exactly, but, you know. Michael, how realistic do you see this, like, this movie being in the in the real fashion world? Because you were in it. I think it is, like, quite realistic, especially, like, when you give previews to, like, edit, editors and, like, magazines and stuff like that. If they don't really like it, like, you will probably have to change it. And, the, like, there's... But everyone in fashion don't have time to do anything anyway. So, I mean, it's really, really realistic in that sense. That's pretty cool. No, that's pretty cool. I. But, okay, I don't think it's realistic that the assistant to, for example, the assistant to Anna Wintour is going to get to work couture. Because couture is, like, one of, okay, they use the term couture really, really loosely in this fucking movie. And it, like, annoyed me. So, couture means haute couture, which is, like, literally handmade one of a kind. Like, you literally hand make it with, like, a needle and thread. You, like, sew it up piece by piece, and it's, like, 50,000 like fifty thousand hours of work in the dress or whatever. Something crazy like that. Like, I'm, I'm exaggerating. Or, like, 5,000. Okay, I might be exaggerating a little bit. 
<laughs> but there's no way an assistant okay. Okay, will get to wear that. Yeah, there's no way an assistant will get to wear couture. Like, maybe not yeah, at they get all. to wear like. Okay, that's fair. That's they fair. get to wear like ready to wear pieces, you know. They, they, they probably get gifts, but absolutely yeah. not couture. That was, you know, I don't know what Emily's thinking. I don't know what she's, you know. Wait, so you mean Juicy yeah. Couture has been lying to me all these years? Oh, well, actually, Juicy Couture is 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 couture. You know, everything really? is, you know, the highest of highest fashion, of course. Yeah. That's true. The, 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 those jumpsuits are high quality. Of course, oh, so good. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, this has been truly very educational, Michael, because, you know, I didn't know half of this shit. I felt very educated watching this movie about the fashion industry and kind of appreciating things that I hadn't before. But let's, um, let's, uh, move forward on to towards the end. I'm just going to like touch upon it. I know we're not there yet, but I just wanted to say how, how happy I am for, Andy, when she quits and she's like, I don't want to be like you. Because Miranda's like, I see you in me. It's like, duh. But I love that even though she thinks that her entire career and all of journalism is over, Miranda actually sticks up for her and lets her. She gets to the New York Times, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the New Yorker. Because, um, like, the guy. Pretty sure it's a New York Times Miranda... ripoff. Oh. Wait, isn't. Wait, what? Wait, hold on. Is the New Yorker not a real publication? It isn't a real well, the New Yorker is. What was no, it the it New is, Yorker? It I, th- I thought it was not no. the New Yorker. I thought it was some fake New no. York magazine. That was supposed to be the New uh, York Times. Probably some fake New York magazine. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay, can we just like you know go back like in time for thirty seconds of pretend I never said that? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, we're good. Um, we're good. Yeah, nothing happened. Um, but. Yeah, she was like, yeah, I called over and some snooty girl picked up the phone and the next moment I know Miranda Priestley herself sent, sent a recommendation letter and said that by far you were the biggest disappointment and if I don't hire you, then it's my loss. I was like, oh my God, like, I, I'm be like really emotional. I don't know why. Yeah, I feel that too. I, I mean, it, maybe because I'm also like, you know, just being a little emotional in general, but like um, that got to me. That, but it, anything that Meryl Streep honestly says just gets to me. Oh, like, I mean, she can read the phone book. Like, oh my God, Meryl Streep. Um, you can anyway. go to McDonald's and, and order like chicken nuggets, and I'll cry. Oh my God, wouldn't that be the best thing ever if you just rolled up to McDonald's and Meryl Streep was taking your order? <laughs> that's that that's a new role. She's actually, you know, doing her new method um, acting and then, role. And then today. at the end, she'd be like, "Huh, gotcha." Get into it. <laughs> it's just me, Meryl. Oh, like, it's just. Oh, oh, by the way, fun fact: Meryl Streep and I share the same birthday. Hi. Hi. So you guys are like, you guys are kindred spirits. You're basically twinsies. We are. We're. I'm basically her. She's basically me. I mean, as an actual twin, I can verify that that you are twins with Meryl Streep. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, Thank you so much. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Um, so, um, what? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go. I was just I think we should, you know, I think we should, oh, wait. Okay. Sorry. Go. (laughs) (laughs) No, Michael, you go, you go. Can one of you guys go, please? Thank you. I think we should talk about, oh, okay. Bye. Uh, I think we should talk about our, our rating system now, you know, Mr. From... From the from the cellulite corn chowder 
to <laughs> the differences of those two cerulean belts. Actually, there were turquoise belts. Cerulean was the sweater she was wearing. So the two turquoise yeah, belts true, that they were holding. How real would you rate this movie, Miss Daniela? Uh, I would, I would, you know, after what you told me about the fashion industry, I still got some issues because we got the issue of, I don't think Anne Hathaway would have ever gotten this position mm-hmm. in general, like ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. she, she has no connections. She has no fashion. And I don't care if like, if they let her in because they would not have let her in with not, she has to have some type of fashion. Like it looks like she hadn't brushed her damn hair. She wait, wait, wait. But okay. But she okay, well, okay, okay, okay. Look at her look. Her first interview look with that cerulean lumpy sweater, and then that horrible foul briefcase. You look at that look, and you literally go look at the newest season of Balenciaga, and it's the same thing. She was way. She was years. She was like. She was like ten years ahead of her time. The way she dressed. <laughs> she I'm not joking. You can look up look. Yeah, so you guys, whoever listening, go look up the newest Valenciaga collection, like the women's collection, and you will see what I'm saying, that she's decades ahead of her time, even before Anna or Miranda Priestly knew what she was talking about, you know, so good, good for okay. her. Okay, fair, we'll give her that one. How about uh, <laughs> her getting a beautiful, oh, she doesn't have a beautiful apartment, but in an apartment in New York with her boyfriend right after college. How did she have this boyfriend? Is it from college? Is That's from unbelievable. That's true. How do they both afford that on an assistant salary? Not possible. Uh-uh. And also the fact, okay, the fact that she was hired with no experience, that really, really, nip, that really hurts me right there because, uh-huh. you know, like, it just does. Um, other than that, the rest could be possible because, hello, it's like fashion in New York. Like, their lives are crazy and they are just absurd and they do crazy things like go to New York fashion week Mm -hmm. and they're super catty. And that's, I guess it's the way it is. So Michael on your scale, I would say it's, um, it's medium real. So I would say it's like, it's like faux leather real. I guess that's faux cerulean patent leather Chanel boots from Chinatown. Chanel boots. Chanel boots. From Chinatown. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, Michael. Michael, what yeah, what was your uh, what was your uh, what was your rating scale? My sass meter. Yeah, of course it was. So your sass meter, right? So <laughs> I am so I'm the worst. I forget every time what your what your meter is. Um. So, Michael, on your Nigel comment about who is that poor little disaster can you quote me correctly on that a sad little person are we doing a before and after piece we don't know about yes yes from that quote to anna literally making um andy cry in her office about clearly not getting her jet even from fucking Givenchy or Dolce or whoever she was talking about, Valencia. Oh, it was Donatella. Donatella has, Donatella has a jet. Ask her. Donatella, yeah. Ask Donatella on the, the statue of asking Donatella for her jet because God forbid you, you cake your own. Um, <laughs> how, how sassy is this movie? I think this movie is so sassy that 
it could be the official sponsor for the Hideous Skirt Convention. <laughs> and it will be the official sponsor for the Hideous Skirt Convention because that was one of the best lines. It was one of the fastest lines and the most memorable line. And I don't know, I, this movie is just sassy on sassy, especially with Emily Blunt playing Emily as Emily for Emily Blunt. So good on Bless. these people. Bless. Now, okay. Mr. Errol. Okay. From Miranda Priestley, from Miranda Priestley's wet eyeballs at the scene where she was talking about her other divorce, mm-hmm. to Andy not being able to make Nate's birthday in time. How feels was this feels movie? Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to give one comment about your meter because I actually think the meter should be in reverse because. I didn't really care when she missed the birthday. However, I did feel for Miranda. So I feel like that should be on the oh. higher end of the scale. That being said, okay. that being said, back to my back to the feels meter, I give this a million feels. And I can tell you why. Because I feel oh. for the millions of qualified girls that actually want that job that never got a chance to get it. Oh my God! True. We need to we need to think about that I'm, for a little moment. <laughs> the overly qualified people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, okay, done. Moment of silence for all of those little girls. Mm-hmm. Bless. All right, so they will sad. never get that job. <laughs> nope. Well, so uh, it looks like you know we talked about cerulean sweaters, about tiny little nobodies. Um, we talked about Chanel boots, about Meryl Streep, Emily Blunt, and Anne Hathaway being badass motherfucking bitches in their own right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we learned a lot about fashion in this episode, I think. I don't know. What do you think, Errol? I think we learned a lot about fashion. Yeah. We learned so, about um, how different those two belts were. Yeah, yeah. And that you, if you, if you ever dare ask Miranda the difference, she will literally rip you a new one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she will rip you a new pair the, of the, the, the blend cerulean scarf. Sweater, yeah. sweater, sorry. Mm-hmm. Sweater, scarf, whatever. So, does anybody else have anything to say? I think we're good. Arrow has our closing remarks, as always. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, shameless plug for uh, my other podcast, uh, On Set with Errol Koenig, uh, all about the film industry and the people that work in it. Uh, and also uh, caught monologuing, a whole bunch of dirt fun stu- uh, stuff, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Uh, also available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play is this very podcast where you should definitely subscribe and give the best of ratings in the world uh, for it. Um, and also, you know, like our Facebook page or whatever other social media that we may or may not have. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> subscribe, like, comment. Like God, like exactly. God. We need approval. Exactly. If you see, if if you see us all three on Tinder, just swipe right. Mm-hmm. Even though if you don't know who yeah. we are, just swipe right. We're just like basically Emily swipe Blunt. right on everyone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We're like Emily <laughs> Blunt's character. We need the approval. Otherwise, we're just going to die. Oh, we do. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. That, where so, is the fucking lie in that sentence? No lie. No lie. So uh, thanks everyone for tuning in, and we'll uh, see you next week. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And on that note, that's, uh, and on that note, that's all.